0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Amster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I am here with Randy Allen from Inner Dragon Martial Arts. Now, before we get going, we're going to get quick word from our sponsors um, over at Project Quoting. So Project Quoting is a site for landscapers, um, anyone that works on the outside of the house, so pesticide, fencing, uh, plowing, great time of year. And it makes it super easy for them to send out and receive quotes, right from their website so check it out com slash project quoting and uh get your 14 day free trial rolling now so welcome to the show randy hi thank you chris <laughs> so um let's get this start off let's learn a little bit about you and then your business and kind of where it started
1: sure um i started doing martial arts about 27 years ago now um was always a small kid always getting picked on and yeah. i ended up uh i got married and when my ex-wife was pregnant with our first child i decided i needed to know how to take care of myself and i uh started at a martial arts class in downtown Nashville, and i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. and the next thing i know i was doing seven days a week in three different schools and all different styles and
0: yeah
1: uh, my lunch hour i was going to a school in one place and so I, I totally just fell in love with the martial arts and um, became my obsession at that point. So
0: Yeah. So kind of at what point did you go from just love doing it to you wanted to run a business out of it or with it? I, um,
1: I had been in the professional world. I was an operations manager and uh, executive management. I was a business consultant. Um, and... I loved working with people and I loved training people. And a friend of mine was opening a school in town and he said, Hey, you got to come and hang out. And that come and hang out turned into I was there five, six days a week. And then that turned into I was actually running classes and Coordinating the program, training the instructors, working with the kids, and yeah. uh, the program took off. And I just loved it. I loved being on the floor with the little kids and watching the <laughs> change and seeing that um, that burst of confidence when they finally do something that they're you know convinced they can't do, and then they have that breakthrough. And it's like whoa! And to be involved in so many of those moments, it just kind of got addicting. And so I left the business world and decided. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to do this. So I was doing it part-time for a while, and then I decided, all right, let's go for it. So we opened our own school, and it's doing really well now. So
0: That's really cool. Um, so do you typically work with is it children pre- predominantly at your studio?
1: Yeah, right now the children's classes make up about 80%. We have our fitness programs, the cardio kickboxing. Um, we have a small adult program which uh, we're looking to grow at this point. Um, I love working with the adults. You get to do all the fun self-defense stuff that you can't do with the kids. Um, but by the same token, the change in the kids is so much more impactful. Yeah. And um, so we have a much larger children's uh, population in the school now, so.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's interesting because I could totally understand that. Like, I like coaching. I used to coach wrestling. Um, it's fun to coach younger people, but, like, you can't do as much as far as sparring and stuff with them. Exactly. So it's kind of like, oh, what do you really want to do?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's 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 a fun balance.
1: And the, the cool thing is because of the way our classes are set up, I get to spend a lot of time working with the kids. Yeah. But we also have our Thursday night, you know, hyper fight nights where we have the teens and adults come in and you can do the sparring. And, you know, I always say, all right, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to coach tonight. And within 10 minutes, my gear's coming out. and Everything's getting on. And it's good. My wife, uh, we got married recently. We were heading away on our honeymoon. And I was warned right before the honeymoon that I was not to do anything. Because if I got hurt and and she came in and was just looking at me. And she waited until I pulled the gear out. And the next thing you know, she just shook her head and walked away. But it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's for me that class is great because i get to take it to my level and i get to work on myself as well and but um so it's it's an interesting split that you get to enjoy both
0: yeah and like i said i I used to wrestle competitively and i can totally understand the because you learning in class is fine but when you actually compete is when you really start advancing because you yep. really, really push it. Um, so I like that. But kids, you know, they're, t- they're not that level yet where even if you do make them compete, it's just kind of fun to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the kids <laughs> sparring firm, we actually just started that but um, over Christmas. We had our first sparring camp. Mm-hmm. Um, we do vacation camps. Uh, for the weeks the kids are on vacation and over the summer we specialize in like a weapon or Mm -hmm. for december we decided to do sparring and we introduced sparring we put a package together for gear and um it's so cool because you're watching the different personalities and you can tell who's going to be the aggressive one (laughs) and who's just going to kind of hang but it's been a couple months now they're all starting to get their rhythm the competitiveness is starting to go they want to win they want to compete and so now those quiet, shy ones, you see them start to pick their spots and the um, the ones that are really aggressive that are chasing people around in the first couple of months are now starting to slow down and look for opportunities to blitz in and yeah. starting to get the hang of a little more of the, the <laughs> skill behind it as opposed to just yeah. run in and swing your arms and legs until somebody says stop, right?
0: Which is a ton of fun to watch too. And it's but... <laughs> also great to watch, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this is terrible. So, uh, what type of, because uh, let's see, there's a lot of studios have different focuses. So, what do you guys focus on as far as style?
1: We have an interesting split. We have a traditional
0: Shaolin Kenpo style, mm-hmm. it's a Kung
1: Fu um, based system of Kenpo. So, we do all of the traditional kata, um, all of the combinations, Kempos. Um, so, there's a lot of traditional, long, flowy movements in our program. With the kids programs, especially that program, the belt system that they actually advance through is through that um, Kempo program. Uh So we have that, but we also layer on our hyper program, which is Uh a real um, contemporary, like the extreme forms and tricking. Uh So in addition to the basic punches, blocks, and forms, we also teach all of the tumbling. So they're learning cartwheels, round offs, handsprings and incorporating that as well as the weapons. So they learn not only traditional weapons katas, but also spinning, flipping, the releases, which you can't do in traditional forms where you're tossing the weapons up in the air and catching them. So it's kind of an interesting split where it's two opposite styles, but they blend together really well.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, It is.
1: uh, I I love the camps. Yeah. You get five days, We'll do the camp weeks. We'll take the kids and we'll specialize, like I said, we'll specialize in like a weapon or uh, one particular discipline along with one particular trick. So one week would do like double nunchucks and butterfly kicks. Mm -hmm. And they'll spend the week working on basic strikes, basic forms, basic tricks with the weapons, plus the tumbling without them. We'll always throw in a trip. We'll usually do a trip up to like a gunkwit and we'll actually train on the beach. We'll do drills out on the beach, work out. They'll... Videotape their forms and stuff, and sending them to mom and dad up at the beach in the ocean doing doing stuff. So, hmm. um, the, the camp weeks are a lot of fun, especially for yeah.
0: that. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so, this is it's interesting because it's a very impactful time in their lives. Do you see a lot of benefit from uh, when younger children get into like martial Absolutely. arts and stuff like that?
1: And that ties in, we actually just released a position statement on our, our um, nonprofit at the Children's Confidence Center about Mm -hmm. the education and the progressions that the education system is going through Um, with the standardization and Common Core and the push towards full day kindergartens that a lot of the, especially with the younger kids, the three to six year olds, are missing a lot of the social development, are missing a lot of the gross and fine motor skill development because they're not getting as much time to actually play in the schools and so we incorporate a lot of those drills and activities into the way we structure, um, especially the younger kids' classes. So we do a lot more balance training. Um, we'll do a lot of drills, more hand-eye coordination. We'll do, change a lot of the strikes, so they're working a lot more fine motor skill development. And we do a lot of activities where they're very active and they're moving and working their gross motor skills. Their cognitive skills get developed all the socialization skills get developed. They do a lot more teamwork. And yeah. We make sure we push you know, them working as a, as a group in some of the activities we do. So it really helps kind of pick up where a lot of the schools, where they're shifting more to a didactic reading and yeah. math programs, we actually are finding that we can fill in a lot of those gaps.
0: Yeah. I guess, not really a karate question, but do you think that like hurts kids in the long run? Cause it just seems odd that just as, as a country you're right like we kind of we get away from going outside which yeah. you know I, I i'm a husky dude i get it but you know <laughs> um we don't really go outside we don't play as much and it kind of rubs off on kids
1: yeah it definitely does and we see it all the time with just in the socialization aspect of it is they get to you know that six seven year old range when they start getting into schools and you know you just look as far as you know all of the different epidemics we've seen be facing with bullying going on right now people feeling excluded not being having the skills to connect with other kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: those are the skills that they should be learning in that three four five preschool ages that they're not getting that socialization anymore because of they're getting into a more structured learning program with the schooling so it's kind of like a pendulum that's kind of swung in the opposite direction from where it was and yeah. You know, we miss that middle where we can incorporate all of it. Yeah. So we like to think of we're kind of trying to bring that pendulum back to the middle where we can actually get kids those skills yeah. and help build that confidence and get them physically active so they're moving and actually um, you know, getting out into, into those social groups where they can really function.
0: Yeah, because I think another thing you mentioned was like the competition aspect of it. That's dropped a lot too. Um, Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, and you know, not to get super political, I say that in, like every podcast. <laughs> like it's not get political, <laughs> but it always turns out this way. Um, it's like you kind of need to as a kid to kind of learn. And if you, when you can minimize the bullying, it's better because you don't want it to get crazy. Right. But like you need that that competition where you're you're bettering than somebody, and then you're losing to someone else. And it kind of helps you learn how to deal with people. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we
1: say all the, you know, when you get out of school, you get a job. Your boss doesn't care that your mom is calling him saying you need a promotion or, you know, that every child gets a trophy mentality doesn't fly in the real world. Yeah, And when kids don't understand how, when you don't understand how to lose, you take it as a loss. Mm -hmm. You know, we always preach, I always want to spar with someone better than me. I want to train with people better than me because I don't get better sparring with somebody that's, if I can beat them all the time, I'm never going to get better. Yeah. I want to be working with someone better than me. And we preach that constantly with the school, especially um, we'll do game time and you see kids come in, get all upset because they lose. They don't understand how to lose. It's like, well, that's kind of the way it is. Everybody doesn't win. Yeah. And... Learning that skill and learning how to look at all right, I wasn't successful this time. What did they do better? Yeah. And how can I change so that I compete better next time? Yeah. And learning those skills, I think, will push kids so much further.
0: Yeah, it's a huge life lesson when you when you get to that point where you're like, okay, it's okay if I lose. It's not a big deal. I know adults that have a problem with this, but I, I know a lot of kids that just. They do not take this well. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and they
1: have all the different reactions. It goes anywhere from they, they cry and get all upset and throw a fit or yeah. they get angry and I never want to do it again. And yeah. None of which is productive. Yeah. But by getting those life skills, and I know there's a lot of activities out there that teach stuff like that. I'm very passionate about the martial arts, so that's where I always fall back on. Yeah. It's a phenomenal way to do that. Yeah, because it's a control competition. They're competing with their themselves. Mm. Um, you look for the tournament or we look for the tournaments where they're actually breaking them up by age and by rank. So they're actually pretty much in the same level as the people they are competing against. So it, it gives you that balanced competition and then you can actually go from there. You learn the confidence or you take the lesson. Well, all right, I didn't do it this time. What do I do next time? Yeah,
0: so yeah. And because I used to wrestle, and that's that's a huge sport of, you know, n- there's only one winner. Yep. Someone's, one person's walking out of that match with a win. Absolutely. Know? And so there's a lot of, lot of heartache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so that, that was actually wrestling,
1: and when I was young was the one thing I liked because it was by weight classes. Yeah. So my little, you know, 98-pound frame wasn't, you know, fighting against people that were, yeah. you know, double my size, and it was at least somewhat competitive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, too much fun. Um what was I gonna say? I was gonna I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. But I like that. Because it's it is important to compete. It's good all, all, all around. You know, from wrestling I did jujitsu as well. Um when I was in the army, it was kind of a jujitsu slash combative thing yeah. they, with Gracie's program and stuff. So I, I love this type of work and it's very soothing and like Hard at the same time. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, clearly. Yeah. But you know, uh, my kids are in karate and jujitsu, so I totally, totally support like getting them out, getting them working. You know, learn how to defend yourself moving forward. You know, it's, it's pretty important stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's funny.
1: I I've had parents that have come to me all upset because they tried to bring friends in and the pa- other friends' parents were like, well, I'm not teaching my kid how to fight. It's like, well, you're kind of missing the point of what we do. Yeah. Cause we kind of teach them all of the ways to not have to fight. Yeah. And we give them the confidence that they don't even realize they're getting so that they just don't have to deal with that kind of situation. Yeah. And then if they do have to deal with it, it's, they're going to be in a position where they can. Yeah, So it's, I think, The martial arts get a bad rap everybody's looking at ufc thinking their kids are going to walk in and you know get in a cage and beat on each other (laughs) until they're all busted up and you know for the the adults you know that's fun i like that if a kid really wants to do something like that i'm sure there are schools out there we're not one of them where yeah we focus more on the softer aspects
0: of it but yeah (laughs) Oh man, I think children MMA. I think we got to do it. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's
1: going to be the next niche. Yeah,
0: yeah. You got the, the big MMA, MMAs, You got like the women and Bellator, and then we're going to get like children eight and under.
1: Yeah, UFK <laughs> Ultimate Fighting Kids. Yes,
0: yes, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's way too funny. So I'm gonna break for quick word from our sponsors, and then we're gonna come back in. I got some questions for you, and then we'll uh, roll from there. Stop living in the past. Take responsibility for your life and improve yourself. I'm doing it with my weight, as in, as in some of my other programs, as you can tell, and I'm constantly on the ball learning and doing new things because that's what I know I want to do moving forward. So head, head over to NHPillageShow.com slash self-authorship, self-author, and check out the self-authorship program. Jump in. Make sure you, you fully examine your past. Um, you look at your present and then you plan your future. Don't waste the one chance you have at life. Just working a nine to five, not doing what you really want to do. So head on over, slash self author, and uh, get started today. We kind of talked about bullying a little bit. Yes. Right. So this is the section of the show where I kind of get into more tips and you know things we can actively, you know, teach about teach the audience essentially yep. so bullying <laughs> this is a huge hot topic right now um, from school shootings to all this stuff they it yeah, kind of absolutely. all stems from this one area of kids that are just really not very nice to each other <laughs> so how do we address that in I guess normal life slash martial arts we can at least focus on that area
1: yeah bully- the epidemic of bullying is just totally out of hand yeah. and it always seems to come from the same thing you see especially in the extreme cases where well the kid was kind of a loner and he was kind of by himself he wasn't included you know again going back to that whole socialization piece that's missing um we teach uh, our hyper bully program which uh, we became involved with hyper probably around four years ago and the hyper bully program it's a worldwide program um you can check it out online. They do phenomenal work. They have phenomenal coaches. But it really breaks it down into they give kids six steps to actively avoid issues with bullying. But I think it's much bigger than that. They actually work to create a lifestyle. They have their um, their themes that we do. We do uh, themes every six months at the Karate School. We've done like inspiration, dedication. We have special t-shirts, wristbands. Um, the hyper bully program the theme is live your life and it really works with kids on trying to get them to kind of get away from you know being afraid of being judged for doing what they enjoy doing and what they love doing and really pushing them to get out and, and live their own life Yeah, and they attack it in so many different ways that it's a phenomenal program um, they give six basic tips we do our bully prevention programs twice a year uh, for bully prevention month We'll actually do active classes where we actually instruct them in the the six steps that we teach. The first five steps are not physical at all. There's no physical confrontation at all. So it gives them that five or six, um, s- you know, five or six steps that they can bleed through where they're not going to be involved in a physical confrontation. Um, they start off with just ignoring it. Um, second, they just jokingly acknowledge it. Double it off. Yeah, I heard that before. When you know someone's picking on them, trying to get a rise out of them. Yeah. Um, they really break down, you know, the point of bullying is somebody trying to get power over you. And they really try to focus on getting the kids to just not allow them to have that power over them. Because it's, at the end of the day, it's your choice whether you engage or not. And after a while, if you choose not to engage, in most cases, the bully's going to move on and find someone that wants to engage. Because they're out there trying to show their power and yeah. you know, establish themselves as the big dog in the playground. Or, yeah whatever analogy you want to use. So, um, so there's, you know, those steps where we actually work with the kids on not engaging directly with them and how to actually confront them in ways that are very passive. Um, all of the stances and the ways they protect themselves or nobody's getting in a fighting stance and come on, let's go. Let's throw, you know, so we teach all of that. But I think above that, the lessons they teach about the confidence, um, they do. The kids all can get access to that website, HyperbullyDefense.com. If you go on it, you can get uh, information for parents. They'll get um, newsletters sent to them with uh, latest statistics and um, the latest research on what's going on with bullying. The kids can actually go on to the social media pages, and they have messages from all the stars, from you know Demi Lovato and all of the, the child stars of today giving their stories about how they were bullied when they were kids, Yeah. you know, kind of showing that it's not that, well, they feel alone and they're the only ones going through it. They're not. And I think once they understand that, you know, that's not just them, I think it makes it easier for them to actually work through it. Yeah. Um, we also push a lot of, you know, befriending other kids that are being bullied you know, stepping in and getting involved, you know, taking them away from the situation, you know, I think the one of the coolest things I saw on social media was instead of the the walkouts, they did the um, walkups, yeah, where they were posting notes to all the kids in in the school about what they thought was good about them, and stuff like that. I think is definitely the best way to combat all of the bullying that's going along. Um, if we can get kids where they have the confidence and you know, are strong enough in themselves and believe in their own abilities and they don't worry about what somebody's telling them. Yeah. I think that's a huge start. The other end of it is having them get involved when someone else is being bullied. Yeah. Um, I know we had uh, one of my former students that's now in high school that was on social media because someone on the bus was being bullied and she put her leg in the way and was like, take a seat, you're not, you're not picking on them anymore. And just the whole change with not only, you know, the kid that was being bullied and then the three kids that were trying to bully this other kid and then her, um, yeah. I think that's that's definitely, you know, we need more of that. Yeah. And that'll definitely help change things.
0: Yeah. Like we were saying, it's it's kind of a hard area to address because it is kind of natural, but, when you, but apparently it needs to be addressed. But at the same time, you can't... Just focus on stopping the bullying. Yeah. So it's a very weird area because you want the competition, but you don't want it to spill into too much. And then, so it's it's, weird. (laughs) It's a basic human desire. I mean, we
1: want to be, it's the animal kingdom. You want to be that top dog. You want that significance. You want that power. Yeah. And how do you step over that line? I mean, everybody has a need for significance at some level. Where does it cross the line? Yeah. So that's, I guess, what we got to look at. Yeah. And it's definitely a challenge, but yeah. you know, you're not going to stop someone from bullying, but you do need to kind of get the people that are being bullied to have that confidence where they just kind of let it roll off their back and move along and then yeah. <clears throat> go from
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So we pull we'll come off bullying a little bit because it's, it's fun to talk about, but you know, it can be a little depressing for people. Um, so someone wants to learn a martial art so they decide a child or adult they want to do something there's many 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 of them out there
1: absolutely where
0: should they start like maybe figuring out which one is good for them you know do you have any good pointers for that yeah i mean there's there's like you
1: said there's a ton of schools out there um the martial arts schools have been flying under the radar for a long time though you never you could go out and train in the martial arts for a couple months and then turn around, buy yourself a black belt and open a school and make yourself this huge karate school and start telling people you were teaching this new form of karate. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not a lot of regulation. Only recently, uh, martial arts schools are required to be registered with the Attorney General's office. Um, So, definitely, you know, check and see what their credentials are. Um, We have always taken the position. My son did martial arts when I was a kid. Um, My wife's son also did martial arts when we were a kid. And we looked at the schools that were around, what we liked for the ones we were involved in, and what we didn't like. And so we opened our school. We really focused on a lot, like for example, we don't have long-term contracts. Um, According to the state, you're not allowed to have only long-term contracts. You're required to offer month-to-month options. So Um, you know look for a school that that is focusing on their programs Um, if you go in let you you know they should let you take a free trial class see if it's a good fit Um, you shouldn't feel that pressure oh to sign up on a contract the first day face it everybody's going to go in they're going to be excited the first day it's something new (laughs) Yeah. you know and our job as martial arts instructors is to get people excited we're going to change your state we're going to get you into a peak state so if somebody's rushing to sign you into a 12-month contract the first day take a look see what's going on um but definitely talk to other parents the challenge sometimes with that is the other parents get into a program they don't really know much about the martial arts either but they know they like it the kids are having fun so it's, it's it's kind of a tough thing to see um Look for instructors that have actual lineage that you can see. I mean, every time I've ever gotten a black belt in any style, it was recorded on a certificate that, you know, I have. And I keep in mind, you can walk in my office and see all the different black belts I have and who I got them from. Um, you know, there's nothing to stop somebody, like I said, from going online to century.com and having a black belt sent to them and having it embroidered with six or seven red stripes and saying that they're a master. Yeah. So you gotta really do your homework a little bit. Look and see what the kids are doing in class. Make sure it's something you're comfortable with. Um, I know our classes are very high energy. Uh, I'm a huge self-development person. I'm a huge motivational person. I do some motivational speaking. And my classes are extremely high energy. Kids get (laughs) really pumped up. um, And that can be intimidating to some people. We've had people come in and it's just kind (laughs) of overwhelming for the kids. Um, You know, and there are other schools that don't go that far and that might be a better fit for you. So, you know, really look and make sure that the kids are comfortable with it. Um, And see how they're engaging the kids. Um, We do a lot of, like I said, we have a lot of the traditional programs. We've also incorporated some really cool new stuff into our programs. We're doing... um, it's kind of turning it into almost like the kids are in a video game where there's an audio track that tells them where to punch kick and how to mix it up and um, Hmm. so you know if they're doing the same thing over and over again it gets repetitious it gets boring you're not going to get the benefit out of it Mm -hmm. so it's it's challenging to find a good school yeah um you know you got all the basics you know you get the the ratings on Facebook, you get the ratings with the Better Business Bureau, you know, you do your homework, you can get onto a good school, but the biggest thing for you is you got to find one that you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, because my biggest thing is I'm an awful striker, <laughs> so punching, kicking, uh, I'm not the greatest, grappling, I'm fine, so I'm like, well, do I want to get into jujitsu, but I really kind of want to work on my striking, do I get into Muay Thai or kickboxing or and I'm like uh, so I'm throwing all these ideas around trying to yeah. figure something out so yes this is where I <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting a while, thing
1: yeah. to try to work and even I mean on the professional levels you look at them and you see like some of these you know amazing grapplers in the UFC that are training for a fight with a Muay Thai somebody that does Muay Thai so they can sharpen up their, their yeah. striking skills it's uh, that end of it's definitely an interesting balance I was very lucky I don't know how I somehow managed to find um I would know this I would meet this guy who did this and he also knew somebody that did this and it would turn out to be you know some of the most amazing martial artists in the world yeah. That, well hey come and hang with me and trade and so it wasn't like I was looking for a specific school or a specific style I just kind of right place right time I guess yeah. when I would move um actually was very fortunate. I trained with um, ninjutsu with one of the top ninjutsu people in the United States That's mm-hmm. actually goes to Japan and trains actually right over in Milford uh, with Leon Drucker. Phenomenal, phenomenal martial artist. Um, some of the martial arts schools I went to in Nashua, in Wilmington, the people were just phenomenal, and I just happened to walk in off the street and start talking to somebody, and the next thing you know, I'll try a class. And <laughs> So I was very lucky that yeah. I, I got a very diverse background in the martial arts as well. Yeah. So, and that actually comes out in our programs. I said the kids programs, we do primarily the Kempo. I think it's a good mm-hmm. balanced program for kids. Um, when it gets into the adults, I really enjoy myself because we actually mix more of the Aikido in with a lot of that. We do some of the grappling and floor stuff from the Jiu Jitsu. So we get a uh, we get to have a little more fun with that yeah. with some of the other stuff we get involved in. So it's a yeah, lot of fun.
0: Definitely. And it, like I said, throughout high school and college we wrestled, but once you get out of that all people are like, Oh, what do you do? and you just kinda like fall off that train. It's it's good to get into that type of even if you're not good at it, <laughs> that like it's almost it's that competitive you know a little bit of fighting but not like super bad that you can hurt yourself thing. Yeah, exactly. It's good for your confidence and it's fun for everything else, you know, so yeah. it's a great little workout. That's
1: I, I love the I love the fight nights especially cuz you know the next day we all get to get up and go to work and we all know it. So nobody's getting so out of hand that somebody's going to get, you know, hurt, yeah. seriously hurt. But um you know, you'll you feel it over the weekend, you know you got a good workout and yeah. you get those shots once in a while, somebody'll catch you <laughs> and you definitely feel it and you're like, Oh yeah, I got that one. All right <laughs> So the, the competitiveness flows but uh every once in a while I'll start getting that itch to jump into a tournament and people look at me like, You're in your fifties, what are you thinking? <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> and I'm going against, you know, school owners that are, you know, have been doing this forever and that are much younger than me but you know, you, like you said, you gotta test and see where you're at once in a while. Yeah,
0: and even once in a while, if you get your butt whooped, it's still a ton of fun to throw down and just yeah. really go for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only way to really stay sharp and to push and learn. Yeah. And nothing, nothing teaches you like losing. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, I had another question. Now I forget what it was, <laughs> but whatever. Um, so. Let's talk some resources like so people who kind of either they have problems with bullying or just anything in general. Do you have anything good that you typically point out for your your classes, your students think they should look up?
1: Yeah, I mean, the first that com is a mm-hmm. really comprehensive thing. It was created by a group of martial artists um, uh, out of California, and they're actually all over the world. Um, They've been on all kinds of TV shows. They've been on Good Morning America. They have a very robust program that they actually use. Uh, It not only works with us as school owners and instructors uh, to get out in the community, but it actually works with helping us to get into the school systems. Mm -hmm. And actually, a great part of the program actually has the kids. It gives them a PowerPoint presentation that they can bring into their classes, and it encourages them to go out and do it. We actually had one... We did, um, I think, for our October bully program where the kids could sign and take the bully challenge and we'd post it on our bully wall. But they would go into the schools and do these programs and they could win the Live Your Life shirts and the Live Your Life wristbands, um, bringing other friends in to take the different programs that we were doing would all get points towards towards winning that stuff too. Yeah. So um, great program there. Um, but just really... You know, going on the web there's so much information out there right now social media is just full of you know and some of it's some of it's really scary some of it's you know kids posting fights bragging about how they're you know just beating on somebody yeah um, so it's really an interesting time with social media
0: <laughs> yeah social media something <laughs> I'll give you that so remember I can remember back in the day this isn't social media related, but it's we it was a okay, so I'll just tell you this story. Um, back when I was in elementary school. It was like about twenty years ago or so. I remember I had a teacher who I was I was loving karate at the time. So I was trying to get them to come in and do a demo for the school, and I was like trying to work it all out. And this was like a, apparently a foreign concept back then, <laughs> where no one would have no thought to do that. So I'm like, I'm trying to get. I'm like, come on, I want them to come in and you know teach us how to self defense and all this stuff and. I'm like who knew I would get into sales and marketing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it never came through. But like this was like way down the road. I'm like, you think people just I don't know what it is about people not wanting to learn self defense. That it just it's very strange to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I don't know. We did, uh, and it seems. We were involved in uh, school departments down in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. They seemed to be more open to it. This is weird. They actually <laughs> would have funding to actually bring us in. We, I went in and I, did, I was asked to go in and do a talk on bullying. We did a motivational program for um, a couple of the schools where we actually talked about bullying. We broke down the psychology behind it, and we explained to kids how to change their state so that they would have less of an issue and put themselves in more of a position of control without having to be physical. And then to show them how fast they could change their state, we would actually pull volunteers out of the audience and have them come up and do board breaking. Mm -hmm. So you bring these kids up in front of, you know, 300 kids in the school. And, um, you know, we did, we handpicked the kids, but we purposely worked with the staff of the schools to get us, those kids that they thought might be most at risk yeah and we would bring them up and we'd you know walk them through just a couple basics and get them into state and let's go let's go let's go boom and watch them just you know break <laughs> through those boards and it was so well received by the administration of the school that we started our first after school program yeah and we were brought in for 10week programs and we actually worked with the kids not only on, that but we expanded it to include goal-setting so we did goal-setting workshops we did um, basic finance taught them how to save taught them the impact of saving just starting at a small level even where they are and really working with them on their grades and how to follow through so that was kind of the the idea behind the Children's Confidence Center which we started um, last year where we actually run our after school program. We bring the kids in and we have teachers that are retired that come in and actually work with the kids on their schoolwork yeah and they come in and they get their schoolwork going they get their schoolwork done after they do their schoolwork they go out on the floor and we play different physical activity games so they're actually doing games in their head. We're actually getting them out on the floor, moving working, working yeah. on all the you know the skills that we would. Use for those, you know, physical end of things. Yeah. So it's it provides a nice balance, but it also really focuses on that academic aspect as well.
0: Yeah. That's and really cool. So that's. That's awesome, because the kids need that. Like we were talking about, we spend too much time inside doing nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I know, like everyone knows, like we need to exercise more to be out. We can't be sitting around so much, and. Yeah. It, this is not good for children especially young boys yeah no. we do a lot of we do
1: a lot of different activities like we have our student of the month where they bring in school work and we put mm-hmm. it up on the wall of fame and they get points um, we've worked it out with the libraries in the area where the kids come in and say hey I'm from Inner Dragon they have a card and for every book they return they get a stamp and they'll get 10 points toward the student of the month so we really push the academic and the reading ends of things um, we have our, our library actually at the school that's we're building up now where people are now starting to bring in books for the younger hmm. kids. And the, ki- the younger kids especially, our three- to five-year-olds, are taking them home and reading them and bringing them back. And so we have our superstar reading program that they get on yeah. the wall for. So we have those. But we also have going the opposite end with the physical end of things where like our summer our summer activities, they go out and they take pictures of themselves doing Um, karate moves in all different places. So they're up at the beach or, you know, they'll go out to dinner and they'll see, you know, a statue of a lion and they'll stand there and do a kick to the lion and they'll post it. (laughs) Um, And they'll get points for that. Uh, Right now we're actually doing a raffle for a week at camp where the kids go in and they post videos of themselves practicing
0: Hmm.
1: and doing some of the the drills and stuff outside of the karate school. So if they uh, – we had a really cool one. We had a couple kids that went into the Museum of Science, and there's a shadow thing that they do. And the kid would actually, like, throw the block, and that would re- flash the shadow and save the shadow, and then the kid would turn around, and he'd be punching. And it was him punching and his shadow doing the block or, you know, her kicking and then standing there blocking with mm. the shadow. It was really – so they get very creative. Yeah. So –
0: Kids are creative.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it definitely keeps them active. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to figure out what motivates them. If you can figure out what motivates them and just push those buttons, they'll surprise you with how far they can go. So,
0: yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to join the program, just want to talk more, get some info? Um
1: they can go right to our website. Uh, it's www.innerdragonma.com. You can find us on Facebook, Inner Dragon Martial Arts, um, Instagram, um, all social media. You can give us a call um, on our on the phone, 603-864-8756. Just um, hit us up. We have you know, plenty of ways to get in touch with us if you want to. Uh, we're located right in Hudson over at the Hannaford Plaza at the Hudson Mall. Just pop in. We love when people stop by. So,
0: Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Randy. It was a lot of fun. I, I love talking about this type of stuff. So, oh, Thank you. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for uh, listening. We're going to jump over to our sponsors before we head on out. And everyone have a good day.